0: one fictional it's up to you who you choose you pick them all it's up to you who you choose you pick them all who you having make it who you wish this is your dinner party and it's your guest list Hello and welcome to episode 8 of Guest List with Jake Lambert The podcast where I interview comedians to find out who would be their perfect dinner party guests But they can only pick three One has to be alive, one has to be dead and one has to be fictional This week we are joined by Sindhu V It's such a interesting and fun episode She clearly not only really thought about her answers But she clearly really thinks about life Well she studied Um, philosophy at Oxford University, which is basically all you need to know. Um, She's an incredible comedian as well. She has done um, everything, and justifiably so. Um, It was so good to sit and talk with her. Uh, We sort of discuss a lot of things, including um, the fact that we haven't really gigged together much or spent a lot of time together. So it was nice just to finally get to um, hang out. Please remember to rate and subscribe and uh, like the podcast and share it on social media. It really does make a difference. But most importantly, please enjoy my conversation with Sindhu V.
2: There are headphones that go here. So what they do is... temple. Yeah, just, 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 just share where your ear bones are, just Why? down here. So they put the sound in through your bones, so your ears are free to pick up you turning cards. What? Yes, and it's much, much better because you're allowed, So you can hear while also hearing. I went to pick up my kid from a garden playdate when this was all allowed, and the mom opened the door, the garden, like she has a door, you know, a garden door. She opened the door, and she was talking to me, and she had these two black things like
0: like this oh my oh right so it's like a little cup thing off the side yeah of yeah, yeah
2: yeah yeah, but it's smaller than this and i was talking to her and i thought i can't fucking take it i said richard what's on your head <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I couldn't i couldn't anymore and you know in corona time you become a bit weird about asking people how they are if, if you see something medically not okay with them you can kind of, you can check now yeah but also you're like should i say anything should i not you know cause, and I was like, what's on your head? I just couldn't handle it anymore. And she said, oh, these are these, m." and then she took them out. So these are these ambient things and they hear, it. and I said, why do you have them? She said, Cause I can listen to my stuff, but I can also, please listen to this. I can also hear the kids. I'm like, you're paying to have shit where you can hear the kids and you're wearing something. Who, are, what, but then she said, it's mainly for people who run.
0: I because, see, right. That's clever.
2: Yeah, but, and now I see them everywhere. Oh right! I guess before runners were going by with little with, with this, and I was like, I don't give a fuck. Now I'm like, aha!
0: You see it now. I'll see it everywhere.
2: That's like so. That. so already, my AirPods
0: thing. are now out of date.
2: Big time, especially big time. I mean, if yes. you're running with those, you're asking for it.
0: Yeah. Well, luckily, I only run in the in the park. I'm like <laughs> like like a, like a toddler. I'm not allowed to run outside <laughs> of the park. <laughs>
2: But I think I think park runs are good because they you don't have to worry about traffic and stuff.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's the worst thing that's going to happen is a pushchair or a dog.
2: Yeah, I mean, I like to run when I, I haven't been running for a long time because I've got all these injuries I have to take care of. But there's a there's a track.
0: Oh, nice! I just love
2: running on the track because you can just get into a zone and just
0: yeah, you know, lovely. Yeah, because i right, because right. now I run around Battersea Park, but beforehand. I was running uh, like around Balham and Clapham and it was all heels. And so my time since I moved here, I thought I'd got faster. But obviously what I've got is just flatter surface to
1: run on. <laughs> 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 yeah, was...
2: well, you know, anything that works, I just find like I've gone from working out and running and all that jazz to really just struggling with walking. I yes just, partly it's injuries and partly it's just fuck. i don't know i'm gonna
0: just, just giving I don't up don't on feel life. like
2: i don't 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 give a shit and so i've started <laughs> walking but now of course i've made the walking into like i like i want to walk i know mm. ten thousand steps and all that stuff and then i want to walk uh at least ten thousand steps the other day i woke up early and i forced my husband to go for a walk with me and it turned into we walked so far from the house that I was like, I can't walk home, I'll die. So we had to take a taxi. He's like, Can we plan this a little better? <laughs> <laughs> so we have two kinds of walks. We have the ones where he leads and the ones where I lead. And the ones that he leads is all like we have to okay, we're coming back at ten and then we're gonna go here and look and there's the view of this and that and then we're home at ten. So his is and successful and
0: planned. Yours are keeping my, Uber going during the lockdown.
2: <laughs> exactly. Mine are like mine are like we're walking to one end of the earth, never to come home or see the children or
0: anything. <laughs> I see what your plan is.
2: <laughs> no, it's not. It's just like, by the time I get to the place, I'm like, but I don't want to go home from here by walk. My husband's like, that's why it's called a walk. <laughs> so also mine involves so many stops for food, cakes. <laughs> He's like, I don't, what are we trying to achieve here? And I'm like, what Counterproductive
0: you exercise. <laughs> so I was gonna let my cat in.
2: Oh hello, no cat. Ca- what yeah, do you have? Dog. Dogs and cats, or just cat?
0: Just the cat. I, I can't. I'm not uh, responsible enough for a dog. Oh, uh, yeah, um, a cat is sort of. Well, I've got the cat, and the cat. Uh, he got shot in the head, so he's only got one eye. So, um, you have I a cat like... who
2: got shot.
0: Yeah, he like, got shot in the by head who? with it. A... I don't know. Uh, I never found out, and I I tried thinking it'd be a really like with good a Edinburgh gun? show. Yeah, he had he had a metal BB bullet in his head. Like, uh, what's the bullet? And um, he, um, he's, can you see him?
2: Yeah, he's lovely, he's black.
0: Yeah, he, he, what, if, I, he's... if
2: I saw him on any street, I would cross the road. But <laughs> it's fine. I like it. what's his name?
0: Uh, Richard Parker.
2: Richard Parker, like the tiger.
0: Like the tiger from Life and Pi, well done.
2: They judge I mean, who, people
0: by whether they know this.
2: Who can, who, who are you talking to who doesn't know who Richard Parker is? <laughs>
0: Well, I was going to say, I always ask an audience, but I think it's just a damning indictment of my comedy and my audiences being not very intelligent.
2: Richard Parker, that book is something else. And also, for me, there's so much resonance with the Indian side of it, you know.
0: Right, yeah, of course. And,
2: and also how much we had to learn pie in school. Oh! So like the hundred, it was a yeah. big thing. Yeah, and, and also what we consider tigers and my love for tigers and... All the times I've seen them with my dad and, you know, oh, the forest Richard oh, Parker,
0: Richard Parker. So here he is.
2: We like Richard Parker. We like Richard Parker. So he you you had him and he went out one day and came back with a BB gun and his BB bullet in his head. Yeah. Like
0: his eye was like red here. And I took him to the vet thinking a fox or another cat or something had got him. And they were like, no, the bullets still in there.
2: And they um, took out the eye
0: Took out the eye. Yeah. Yeah. So he's got like Richard
2: Parker. Show me. So can you see? Oh, so stunning. He's so handsome. <laughs> yeah. Although that's a beautiful eye. Richard Parker, I'm sorry you lost that eye. And I hope the people that shot you die.
0: <laughs> that's that. <then. laughs> that's lovely.
2: <laughs> and also rhymes. Lovely eye. I hope they die. But <laughs> he has lovely eyes. He's a quintessential yeah, Well, black one hand.
0: eye. Yeah, well, he one. is. He's... <laughs> the other one was nice too. Yeah. <laughs> he's uh, He's very good. But yeah, no. So is that. Did you really get him when sp- he
2: was a kitten?
0: Mm, yeah. So he was only uh yeah, when I got him, I picked him up as soon as you can leave. L- allowed, l- allowed
1: to yeah, him up. yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, so I've had him for yeah, he's, he's four on the first of March, or before.
2: Oh, today's our one of our dogs' birthday. Crunchy's oh! thirteen today.
0: Whoa. <laughs>
2: yeah. Wow. He, I'll show you I should be saying to him earlier. Ninety one
0: oh my god
2: he's he's the oldest in the family he's older than my dad who's 87.
0: wow so he's always going to get that okay. from the queen does she do dogs
2: <laughs> and then and then and then that's the baby there and she's putting she, yeah she made a bracelet for him and there he is with his bracelet <laughs> <laughs> Happy
0: So birthday. before you sent this video i was about to say to you sindhu i was gonna do something for his birthday but do you think that's a bit weird like what would you do for your dog's birthday and before <laughs> i can ask i'm showing a video of the entire family singing to him and him being given his own bracelet
2: yeah, he's he's got a I'm I'm 13 today bracelet. He got peanut butter in the morning. Every time anyone goes in the kitchen, we give him some kind of contraband food, like oh, you know, something that he wow. loves. He is 91, and he's been very faithful. And you know, he's always he's he's a saint. He's a saint. And he his back legs are going. So now when he get, we have to help him get up. It's not it's not you know. He's a great guy, and he's very dignified oh. until he sees a squirrel. But he's still very dignified. <laughs> um, but I think you know, I think. You know crunchy's um 13 so he, when my middle child was about two and about two and a half when he came oh wow yes. so he's just he's a... always known the dog oh you won't remember life before that well i mean the the big kids i think the little one like Uma, i think has always known him to be home i think andreas was probably four but he can't really remember what it was like and then the baby was like born into i still remember the baby she one of the first things she ever said because the thing is when you've got a young kid and two older kids, you kind of focused on the older ones. They have to go to school, this, that, you know. So she used to, she just lived in the kitchen on this kind of chair. She would just, and we would just be doing stuff. And then I would take the kids to school and that's when the au pair arrived or the cook. We had a lady who was like an Indian lady who did the cooking, cleaning, everything. Like she would come in the mornings while I was running around getting these other kids to school. So the baby would just sit there in the chair and the, at, we had a kitchen and Crunchy wasn't allowed in the kitchen it was a separate kitchen oh okay right so she would just look at him and he would look at her and the first thing this kid ever said was woof. <laughs> and my husband was like did you say woof? i'm like i think so she literally we were like oh and um when she would crawl she would crawl and she one day she started crawling and she was very determined and she went straight over to his water bowl and went because that's literally all this kid had seen for two years was just <laughs> you know, she, she really was, and and I remember one of one of the most gratifying moments of my life. Is, and it's going to sound odd to you. Is I was in one room, and in the next, Crunchy would sleep like this across the doorway of the kitchen, and so the baby couldn't get out. But she was like two and a half at this point, so she would. And he was forty-four kilos, and she was a two and a half-year-old. <laughs> so she and she couldn't yet reach over him. He's big, right. So you could see she had her head up against him, and she was pushing him. She said, "Crunchy, move, move, (laughs) Crunchy." And then she said, "Crunchy, get the fuck out of my way." (laughs) And I remember thinking she must have been three. I remember thinking, she's got the perfect idiomatic use of this word. (laughs) Perfect.
0: And And she finally finally started learning from you instead of the dog.
2: Yeah, exactly, exactly. I, I'm so excited about this. I'm so excited because I love food and I love guests.
0: Perfect. We've got quick-fire yes. food questions. And I like afterwards you. So we can, so oh, that's exactly. Thanks <laughs> for talking that at the end.
2: <laughs> but, but you're one of the people I've always loved to watch and said hi to, but we've never chatted because you're always on your way out or I'm always on my way out. So this is great.
0: Exactly. I did think that. I was thinking that we've gigged together a fair few times, but actually we never had like a car show. We've never properly been in a green room because no. last time gigged together was COVID, so we were outside. So Sindhu, there's been a knock at the door. It's the first guest of the evening. It's your live guest. So uh, tell us who's at the door.
2: So, uh, hey, look. How can you not know who this is? What's the matter with you, Jake? Look at this. Uh, This is my guest. This is uh, a man that I have long had a crush on. Oh. and despite his age, and I'm not saying you're old, sir, but you're not young um despite his age, I think I still would except now it would just be a bit weird but anyway he's uh he's a wonderful actor, but the thing about him and I want to say this the thing about him is he has over his lifetime had the capacity to make everyone he has wronged still feel like his friend, and so he's he's a bon vivant he's um He's got, you know, he's got huge gusto for life, and he hasn't led a very straight-laced life. But the way he's led it is what I aspire to. He's been immoral, but so charming that no one has minded. So without further ado, let me introduce you to Jack Nicholson.
0: Incredible, Sindhu. What a perfect choice.
2: Oh, my God. I I just... uh, He is amazing. He's amazing. I... um, I'm going to talk about him like he's not here, but that's because he's 87 (laughs) or 85 and he's fallen asleep, so it doesn't matter. (laughs) Um, I was reading Angelica Houston's, uh, you know, Angelica Houston from Adam's Family and a number of other movies, um, autobiography, and she was talking about her love affair with him, but she's still his friend.
0: Oh, wow. So that's high praise to him then.
2: Yeah, there's guys I've cheated on and they don't even want to talk to me. So I, I feel like Jack Nicholson knows something I don't. Do you know what I mean? And not even like cheated in a big way. I mean, it's not like they were my life soulmate. It was whatever. It was something small. And it was something that could have been overlooked. But they refused and they didn't want to talk about it. They got so upset. And I thought, if I could be as, as charming as Jack Nicholson, they could still be my friends. I would love to still be their friends, you know? But they don't want to be. And the other thing about Jack Nicholson that I love is that his roles have been both very different, but the, he's always, you You know you're going to get a jack kind of performance.
0: I, I couldn't put anybody on his level of what he will bring to the role. I was watching him, actually, i tell you what I was watching. It was his, um, I think it was his golden, oh no, it was his BAFTA video after he won the BAFTA and he was on <laughs> the set of uh, One for Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Have you seen this? Yeah. <laughs> is so handsome and charismatic yeah, stunning it's an stunning. it's an incredible video he's there and he's got sort of Danny DeVito and and everyone around sort of acting crazy behind him yeah. and he sort of smashes through the, the receptors window that to, to, to accept his BAFTA it's phenomenal it's,
2: I have to go back I have, I have to go and watch that let me just make a note here so you know so there's that and also I want to talk to someone like him I feel like he's unreconstructed enough that I could say to him that as a man who has gone through a lot of stuff, as an actor of a caliber that I wouldn't ever be able to be, talk to me about your experience so that I can learn something. I think, I, I think these days people would be afraid to b- portray themselves as mentors. Men, white men don't want to be seen as mentors. They just want to be, oh, Mia culpa all the time. <laughs> but, you know, but I want to say to him, I am allowing you, I beg you.
0: Mm.
2: Let me see, because there's something about his personal, something about what we know of his personal life, the kind of, you know, it, it was the old fashioned glam.
0: Yes, yeah. And
2: I, I've, honestly, I've, I'm deeply fascinated by that, but I also aspire to be so without regard, but with so much love in my heart for everybody that no one's really being treated that well, but everyone likes me.
0: Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. Is this within your household? Or?
2: <laughs> no, over my lifetime. I've, I, because the thing is, I think, I wonder if, I think you can be an asshole from a bad place, but I think you can also be someone who is choosing yourself and is able to acknowledge that it might not be the best thing, but that's what you're choosing because in order, especially as a performer and a creative person, you put yourself as well as all your energies first and you don't come from a bad place. You come from a place of self-regard, which I know is a very difficult concept because all self-regard is sometimes seen to be selfish. I don't think so. Mm -hmm. And I think if you're not coming from a bad place, that's why people that are hurt by you can still sort of let it go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because they recognize that there's always a place in your heart for them, but it's just not the place they wanted or the place you had (laughs) promised them the night before that it would be. It's kind of changed your mind along the way. So there's something about how loose he is and how and he was also incredibly generous with his friendships.
0: Right, okay. He was a very,
2: very close friend, I think, of Marlon Brando. So the people he was close to, he's, 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 he's always been close to, and that's very much what I'm like. You know, I have a couple of girlfriends. I really should have dumped them by now, fuck. <laughs> These women are just, they're just low quality friends, but I can't help it. I'm, you know, they're my friends. What else can I tell you about him?
0: Oh, tell, what's your favorite film of his?
2: Oh. I, as a comedian, obviously, I like As Good As It Gets.
0: Great choice. It's a great, not where I thought you were going to go, but a good choice.
2: Because I think you can go to his, like at that stage in his life for him to bring that much to that role. Mm. Is that the one where he's um, got like Asperger's or something?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: that's the one where he's so unlikable, but so likable. There's so much conflict in that character. And he's funny.
0: But I think he's, he's almost, if you watch it from the right angle, He's funny in everything.
2: He is, he is, but not all his roles are cast like that. Like Chinatown, exactly. he's not supposed to be funny, but what a great movie. What a For great just movie. Just watching him
0: in that world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's Love one me. of those actors, isn't it? Where it's him, it's him in a different world. It's not him becoming somebody in that sense. It's always it's like there's him, such a, yeah. yeah which is I my mean, favorite way to watch them. I think my favorite type of acting.
2: Absolutely. And I think if I had a very close, Contender for best movie for me with him is Batman when he was Joker.
0: Incredible,
2: incredible. I mean, the amount of grotesque sex appeal he brought to that character—it was grotesque, but it was sex appeal. I mean, as a woman, I was like, "Why do I want to have sex with this weirdo?" You know, it's a bit like Tony Soprano. I was like, "I would totally sleep with this guy. He's not my usual type, but yes, please." You know what I mean? Well, so he bought that. And that's why Heath Ledger's uh, Joker never did it for me because he was too obviously weird. Uh, And no no disrespect to Heath Ledger and God rest his soul. But um, no, so this was, um, you know, this guy just brought something else. So yeah, no, I'm a huge fan of his. And uh, yeah.
0: Now, I'm not sure if my memory is now, I've almost tricked myself. But I do know there was a thing where uh... Jack Nicholson was told that Heath Ledger had had died. Jack Nicholson said, I, I warned him.
2: I think I remember reading something like that. I think Heath probably like, and that's what I mean. I think when Jack Nicholson played Joker, he played it with a certain amount of the if you remember Jack Nicholson's Joker had a certain grandiose. Uh, he didn't have any pathos
0: yes yeah it was
2: all grandiose and all his pathos was turned into this kind of hatred but Mm. it wasn't pathos it was fury whereas Heath Ledger's was the pathos was so close to the surface Mm. and I think in comedy we talk about this thing high status low status yeah Jack Nicholson has never been low status, even as the lunatic in One Flew Over a Cuckoo's Nest.
0: Well observed. And Thank clearly, you. not just a uh, a fan, but a, 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 a stalker. A stalker.
2: A, a stalker, but also a student. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I always watch him and think, what. Cause I never wanted to, I never thought I'd be an actress. I never thought I'd be a comic. But mm. when I did used to watch him, I used to, my mother always used to say that sometimes the shadows of what you are yet to be will come in, into your peripheral vision and you'll think why is this shadow there and it's because of something that's yet to be and i remember watching jack nicholson always even when i was in banking or even when i was just a stay-at-home not just but also a stay-at-home mom and i would be mesmerized and i used to think i used to really want to get inside like i was so mesmerized by him and a couple of other actors amitabh bachchan is an indian one who i didn't invite to dinner because i don't think i could sit in his company i would just be so nervous uh yeah he's he's my favorite actor in the whole world there's a picture of him oh wow okay yeah he
0: is and there's not a jack Uh, one on the other wall
2: no 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 because jack because no because i can't find such a great one of him. but i think with jack nicholson i think it might have been because one day i was going to be a comic and be on stage and then do acting as well but jack nicholson's ability to be jack while also bringing complete novelty to every role Mm. is just it's amazing
0: yeah it's yeah it's um what, what's what's the word i'm looking for it's where it's um where there's no one else there it's um yeah he's, what, what yeah, is
2: the he's, word i want
0: there, and do it's it's um unrivaled exactly that exactly that unrivaled there's unrivaled. nobody there
2: there's no one else there no there but there really isn't and he's like that in his personal life did you see, of course all the times he's at the lakers you know but did you mm. see the one picture where outside like in la he's had like when he was 80 five years ago He's lying under a tree, smoking a cigar. <laughs> Didn't give a fuck.
0: Exactly what you want him to be.
2: So beautiful. Love that. Love that. Love
0: Amazing that. choice. Incredible uh, reason and description. Love it. Ten
1: Thank out of ten. You.
2: Thank you. Yay.
1: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
0: There's another knock at the door. <laughs> there it is. It's your uh, second guest for the evening. Now this is your guest who's no longer with us. It's your dead guest. So uh, oh. let us know who's, who's at the door.
2: Well, I, su- I suspect your prediction on this is going to be correct, by the way, when, whenever we get to it. But it is Prince.
0: <gasps> it's, I, I shouldn't give away any clues, but... Phenomenal choice. Phenomenal choice. And funnily enough, we talked about him on the last podcast, uh, but not in a way that you're about to talk about him. We were discussing what he might have for breakfast. But tell us what you, what Prince means to you. Well, I can tell you,
2: you know, he was vegetarian and he very famously didn't eat.
0: Oh, well, I actually went for porridge with water, thinking about what's probably what way to have.
2: Yeah, but also he didn't eat. And so when he did eat, he often ate whatever he felt like, as opposed to something that was healthy for you.
0: Oh, I didn't so realize this. he might just
2: eat like nachos.
0: Oh, okay. And then not again for four days.
2: Yeah. Yeah, he didn't eat a lot. So, Prince. Um, yes, Prince is here in spirit. Um, and in <laughs> fact, let me see. I have stuff of Prince. Can you see over there? Can you see there? There's Prince. Where we looking? The door. Oh, on the, oh, yeah, yeah, you do, the door, you do. The door, yeah, 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 yeah. I do, I do have lots of print stuff. If you can look here on my wall, can you see the his emblem thing?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: So, I mean, this is going to
0: be a silly question, but I, I was going to say, have you seen him live? But I assume the question should be, how many times did you see him live? Three. Did you see? Did you go to the intimate gig he did in London?
2: The, yeah, we went to one that was in a tiny. Uh, I think it was in Shepherd's Bush somewhere. Hmm. Went to that. My husband got me tickets for when he did all those nights at the O2, and my t- my seat number was A1. <gasps> he was literally this what? close to me, and then he came to our side of the stage, and I started screaming all the things I wanted to tell him before he left because I had so many things to tell him, and I kind of blacked out. I was screaming, and he left. He never came back to my side of the stage. The lady next to me was like, you scared him away. I was like, I'm sorry. (laughs) My husband was like, you were in a trance. You were talking about your childhood in India. You were talking about the first guy you kissed. He's like, he was literally three feet away trying to play his guitar. And he left. He did not come back the whole time. (laughs) So that went well.
0: He needed those those, uh, those headphones. Yeah, he needed (laughs) those things,
2: exactly. Uh, the first time I saw him was when I you see I'd come here on a scholarship from India to study I went to university, and I was supposed mm. to get married um, uh, like arranged you know like your parents pick someone then you meet them and then you decide oh. like a blind date. Yeah a Blind date forever which ends in marriage. Yeah, but it's not forced You know, so there was like they were back, back and forth and back and forth But then I got the scholarship and my mother was like, oh, this is a very good university. You must go <laughs> She was unhappy, but she was like you better go because in India education is everything and also, I wasn't that academic, so they were like, oh, my, my mother used to say, well, you're not getting good, you're not so, I used to get good grades. She said, you're not so serious about studies. I suppose you have to marry then. <laughs> that was the two choices. So,
0: And what was the scholarship for?
2: To, to do a bachelor's degree here.
0: Oh, okay, right. At, yeah. It, what, what, oh, oh it was that a big one, wasn't it? It was uh, the university. Uh, yeah, I mean,
2: yeah, I went to Oxford yeah. to do PPE wow yeah that was great i mean it was great it was incredible i mean i can't it's changed my life but um but you had to do it in two years instead of three that was great fun but i made some great friends and on my birthday the last year before i and then of course turns out i didn't go back to india i went on to do a phd and stuff but the last year uh, so when we were finishing um 93 june prince was playing in london oh it must have been at wembley and Simon my friend Simon and and Elizabeth and they all got together and we were students we didn't have a lot of money and they bought me tickets to see (gasps) Prince but the thing is we Simon and I had a tutorial with Mr C C C C W Taylor in ancient philosophy um and because we we, you know we had to do that as part of philosophy and so I said to Simon but what about our tutorial and Simon said we're gonna have to tell Mr Taylor we've got to go to a concert (sighs) And that was the concert where Prince had the yellow outfit where his ass was out.
0: Right, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Yeah, so we went to him and we said, Mr. Taylor, Mr., Mr., and Mr. Taylor must have been 118 years old. And every and every tutorial he went, he would say, would you like a glass of sherry before we start? And I was from India, I was like, no, I will not have alcohol before I read you my essay, thank you, sir. I just couldn't understand. He was, so, he was such a lovely man, he was so old. So we said to him, we said... Um, I said, Mr. Taylor, we can't come to this thing on Friday because I've got to, I'm going to see a concert. ah, oh, concert in London. <laughs> and I, I said, yes. And then Simon said, it's Prince. And he said, Prince, are you going to visit the member of the Royal family? And I thought, you know, English people are fucking crazy. I remember thinking that they're fucking crazy. So we said no. And then we showed him the poster with the yellow outfit. And he said, quite unsavory, <laughs> <laughs> but he gave us the the tutorial off and i'd never been oh
0: good for him i
2: mean i'd flown into heathrow and then taken a bus to oxford but oh so right and, and then we came and oh, well i had been to london when i was 11 with my mom but she was so freaked out that the whole time that we were going to get lost and then mugged and then robbed i don't think i was focusing but anyway i came with um with um simon and we went and there was the tube and I was like, oh, my God, Simon, this is so scary. And then there were these people that were jumping over the turnstile and not paying the thing. And I was like, is this India? I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and Simon was like, no, this is London. And then we got to the thing and we were, our seats were so far away. Prince was, I'll tell you how big Prince was.
0: I mean, he's small enough even if you're up close. So this must have been it's a this big.
2: This, this is This is how big Prince was. <laughs> but I couldn't believe I'd never been to a concert in my life. Right. Ever. So then, and then suddenly, everyone at some point was doing this, this with a flame. Oh! And I didn't have that, but I used a smoker. Of course, I was. So I took out matches. And I was like, X-ah! 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 <laughs> <laughs> And Simon was like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm not like, X-ah! And so we did that the whole time. It was so fun. It was great. I, I've never had, i never had a, a sort of ex- creative inputs like that because Prince meant so much to me.
0: I love the story, I love how big a fan you are, and I love that Oxford University is exactly how I thought it would be.
2: (laughs) It is. Well, at least ZCC W. Taylor is a great, he's wonderful, I wrote to him, I went back there for a gig, and then I thought, I wonder how he is. So I went into my old college and left him a note, and he wrote back.
0: No. Wow.
2: Also, Prince was very funny. Have you seen his interviews? No. His comic, oh, his comic timing's out of control. Oh, really? So he was very funny and in his and in his um, small gig that we went to, he did a lot of jokes.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. I would have never have pictured that with him.
2: Yeah, no, he was very mm. funny, very funny and he um, he's a classy guy. This is a <laughs> this is such a bad story, but it's so good and I'm worried that if I say it it'll just be too gross. Are you going to get grossed out? I hope not.
0: Let's find out.
2: Okay. It, okay, it's a trigger warning. It, okay. it, anyway, it, 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 it's fine. So I um, I had a gig and I was doing something and uh, the person who helped me pick up my kids from school, I went to get one, she went to get one. Or I went to get two, she went to get one. Came to me and knocked on my door and said, Oh my God, oh my God, have you heard? Prince passed away. Oh. And I was like, what? And she said, yeah, because she knows. There's, mm. So I was like, oh, that's oh i was like oh that's bad you know oh blah, blah, blah. anyway then i had a gig and the gig was here in camden it wasn't at camden comedy club because i don't want anyone to know what the gig was this <laughs> is such a bad story <laughs> anyway but i guess that's what podcasts are for right to say something anyway and so i went to, this and i was very troubled but i was troubled up here and here mm. and here i hadn't yet got here right i hadn't yet connected to all the things prince meant to me when i was 16 year old I also think there's a 16-year-old in India, in some ways I felt very different. Mm. And I think, so I hadn't gotten to that level yet of understanding how much I was, and my husband loves Prince and he was sad. So, you know, it was just this level of grief. Get to the gig, it's dark, whatever. I'm set, I'm like first after the break. All right. So I'm waiting and then I've got, I'm doubling up. So I've got to go. So I'm sitting there, sitting there, blah, 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 blah. kind of a, it's like open Mikey. And that's fine, as in not open Mikey, but new material, I should say, Mm -hmm. not open Mikey. And then I feel kind of uncomfortable. So I kind of shift in my chair. And I'm very sad. You have to remember this. Mm -hmm. And then I feel I get up. I've spontaneously had my period, which can happen to women when they're very unhappy. (laughs) And I have bled all over this chair. And then I sit down again. I'm like, son of a bitch. Because there's no way I can get on stage. There, this guy is now saying my name. I'm oh, like, my God. And this was, what was it, 2016, was it? Mm, Did he yeah. pass away in 2016? Yeah. It's not like, I, I, you know, I, I wasn't someone who could be like, oh, by the way, I'll just go on later. Like, now I might even say that. Yeah. I was sitting on this chair like, <laughs> and, I, and I then I understood, because this has happened to me in the past, where if I'm very unhappy, it happens to women a lot. If you're very unhappy, you'll just start bleeding. And so, and I shouldn't laugh, but I was like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to get up off this fucking chair. And I didn't want, and and there were other people outside other comics, and that was where everyone was sitting. I didn't want someone to come and sit on this chair, did I, Jake? So (laughs) I was like, right, to think, you know, have you ever had this, and I know you have because you're a stand-up, where you're so stressed by something that everything in your head is just static? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I thought, okay, fine, to to... Yeah, I, th- I thought, okay, fine, I'm gonna have to. Yeah, I thought, okay, fine, I'm gonna this. I'm gonna deal with this. I'm gonna deal with this. I'm gonna deal, deal with this. And it was, it was, April, when was it? April time. So it's not like I had three sweaters on or something. So what I did was, I contemplated holding the chair and going on stage and making it part of my act. And I thought that doesn't work because <laughs> that's never part of my act. I'm not that kind of comic. I don't think anybody thought, is. The... Well, you know, maybe I could be a character. And I thought, what am I gonna do? So yeah. what I did was, I looked around, and there was menus in on paper
0: at oh this my place. God.
2: I just grabbed four or five, stood up, just stuck them to the bottom of the seat, hoping for the best, got mm. onto stage in a way that, that's quite easy, actually, you know, right. you get on stage did my set, just didn't look at the chair, just didn't look who was sitting on the chair, just mm. did not observe, and I just was like, the fuck, I don't know, but hopefully some of it had just
0: oh my
1: god
2: because i was turbo bleeding you don't understand and then sort of went off stage without sort of showing them my back and then didn't even say bye to the promoter just kind of ambled out of the door and fled
0: the whole time during that story i was thinking i don't know where it's gonna go and then when it went there i was thinking how do i handle this and then the the only reassurance i had was when i said to myself jake even parkinson would not know what to do with this story but
2: honestly, I, I, all we know
0: is you bled and you fled.
2: <laughs> but I will never forget that spontaneous. It's that much stress. Your uterus is like fuck this. Whoa. Oh my god! And actually, I had another gig. So what I remember I did was I got out. I don't live far from Camden. I couldn't get in an Uber. I, I couldn't do it. I was literally. I was like, what am I gonna do? Your what, am I gonna do? what am I gonna do? Yeah. So I just kind of. I texted the person, like, sorry, 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 can I go a bit later? They said yes. I walked until I thought I might have dried out a bit and then got an Uber, went home, and kind of wouldn't sit on the seat of the Uber, was sort of like this, you know, holding my ass elevated above, because I just, fuck. It wasn't like, you know, like sometimes all women have had that happen, but they haven't had this kind of Niagara Falls situation the God home ch- I'll never forget that. Anyway, I don't know if well, I you can edit this out, but I just feel like no, it's no. such a big part of the sadness I felt. And
0: and a warning for anybody uh, <laughs> when Jack Nicholson dies. Stay clear of Sindhu.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God.
0: There's another knock at the door. <laughs> it's your fictional choice for this evening. The final guest to turn up. Can't wait to see where this goes. Let us know, Sindhu,
2: who's at the door? <laughs> Oh my God, look. He's great. He's very small. So we better just, oh, lift him up, put him here. How are you? He's great. And do you know who this is? Jake, I'm sure you know who this is. This is SpongeBob. <laughs> do you know SpongeBob's SquarePants?
0: Yeah, but after the last story, I'm worried what you're going to use the sponge for.
2: <laughs> <laughs> SpongeBob, don't listen to him. He's just, don't listen to him. Uh, he didn't bring Patrick this time. No, it's SpongeBob. SpongeBob, who I love.
0: And these are incredible choices to do. Um, I mean, uh, how? when did you first become aware of SpongeBob? Is this for your children uh, or for, before this?
2: Well, I, I have nieces and uh, I was before I had kids. And I one day was in India and I was talking to my niece and she was distracted by, OK, I love cartoons.
1: Right. But
2: SpongeBob, you should know that before you came along, there was other kinds of cartoons. And I never liked... SpongeBob, I don't know if you're aware. There's a very stupid cartoon called Peppa Pig, which is a pig that dances and does normal kid things. There's no escapism in this cartoon, SpongeBob. This is just <coughs> the worst child behavior in a fucking pig, who has its eyes and nose and face all on one side. So the Pablo Picasso has made this pig. It's complete bullshit. I never watched that stuff growing up, and I certainly didn't watch any of the nice Clifford dog shit. I used to watch Tom and Jerry exclusively because, and Roadrunner and, you know, the kind of stuff that had edge and violence. Edge and violence. That's what you're looking for. And I always liked like a little bit of violence, a little bit of craziness, you know, that kind of thing growing up when I was little. And then I didn't watch cartoons for many, many years. And then, of course, I watched the Pixar stuff when it came out because that was great. But then one day, uh, my niece was watching, there was a lot of chaos on the television. And it was in those years when I was busy working or I, I didn't I, I I didn't really care about cartoons. And um I looked at the television and there was so much chaos. But there was there was you, SpongeBob. You. There was like a, a yellow rectangular guy with blue shorts. And I said to my niece, Who is this? She said, That's Spongebob SquarePants. And I was like, Oh, SpongeBob SquarePants sounds about right. And then I said, What is he under, She said, yeah, he's under the water. He lives in a pineapple. And I was like, I love this guy. And immediately. Because to me, that is the level of surrealism that makes you an interesting person. Mm. I once went to a dinner party. Here we go. <laughs> I once went to a dinner party. But sort of call it corporate. Call it corporate. And it was husbands and wives, and I was there. And you could tell no one was going to be interesting. And then the woman I was sitting next to me, who uh, was sitting next to me, this woman, much younger spouse of one of the people there, stunning, absolutely so Men at the table were passing out. This woman was so stunning. She turned to me and said, I would love to have sex with you. You know that. And so I said to her, that's not going to happen, but... You are super interesting. In a similar vein to that, when I saw Spongebob, and Spongebob not because I think you're into porn, when I saw this sponge in a pineapple, I was like, this is a cartoon to watch. And then I began to watch it, and then I realized that, the, that Spongebob is all of us. Because, well, think about it. Have you watched Spongebob? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Spongebob is full of self-doubt. Constantly trying to improve himself, limited by his own tendencies towards, I can do this and I can run a hundred miles, but I can't. He's got that job he doesn't really like with that mean boss and he knows he could do better, but he can't because he's limited by his human or his sponge, you know, qualities. I mean, I'm always trying to do things, but I've been fucking trying not to eat sugar for seven days for 11 years. It's not worked. But I think about it all the time. I think it would be so much better. And if you've, and you know, SpongeBob's always coming up with schemes to improve himself, schemes to improve things. And, um, and, and also, he's a fundamentally sociable guy. I Squidward is so awful.
0: Yes, yeah.
2: <laughs> but, you know, this guy's fundamentally social, as I think all, all of us, I mean, as, as, as I think I am, and I think all comics are fundamentally social. Some of them just don't know how to express it.
1: Mm, but they mm-hmm. are, you know, fundamentally
2: social. Mm. And then the thing about SpongeBob that really speaks to me is that, as I mentioned earlier on this podcast, he's got a friend who's a fucking idiot, but he can't get rid of him. <laughs> Which Patrick. is
0: the classic uh, comedy duo. Yeah, of, of, of A friend that's friends, one of them is stupider than the other on the surface. However, you actually say, who's worse of the two? the stupid one or the one who is so stupid, he won't get rid of his friend who's holding him back. So you go, they deserve each other. Boom. <laughs>
2: and so SpongeBob has all the anguish, all the ambition, all this anxiety, all the self-doubt, and all the well-meaning bonhomie that I think the human condition is about. I love SpongeBob so much. And he lives in a pineapple under the water. <laughs>
0: I would never watch Spongebob the same again.
2: You won't. Or
0: in Camden. <laughs> so do you still watch Spongebob?
2: If I can. But the kids have grown up out of it and the, mm. my youngest doesn't like it because she's a YouTuber person.
0: Oh, I see, right, yeah.
2: Said. But, um, but I, I, I was once involved with a charity that in, somehow related to that I managed to get a cruise with my two younger kids from Italy on a boat that was all Spongebob and Squidward and everybody else. (laughs) What?
0: Like a Nickelodeon cruise?
2: It was a Nickelodeon, that's what it was called, Nickelodeon cruise. I loved it, you know, I I loved it (laughs) because Spongebob genuinely was like Spongebob. I did get a photo with Squidward, who was not friendly at all. I was like, fuck off, you two. i like spongebob i like his philosophy in life
0: that's i mean i i i must admit very guilty of having just completely watched spongebob with what was being delivered on the surface uh part of the pun um but
2: <laughs> yeah i mean but i mean look at look at all the again with prince with spongebob always breaking the mold always and even jack nicholson you know he he wasn't the leading guy who then you know, went on to have some big, horrible, like Marlon Brando, some big, horrible personal life. He was like, eh. but more with Prince and with SpongeBob. I mean, in SpongeBob, um, the guy who runs the crab cake, you know, the cake, his daughter is a whale. Do you know what I mean? The whole thing is a lesson in you don't don't ever say who you can and can't love. Don't say, you know what I mean? Just, hey, here we are. Take things as they are and learn to live with them. Don't say you should, then don't label me. Just because I'm a whale doesn't mean I can't be a crab's daughter. Fuck off. (laughs) Sindhu. Yes.
0: Right. Just so we get a sense of a dinner party with Sindhu, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven quick fire questions.
2: Okay, here we go. Just so
0: we can get a vibe. Ready? It was so ready. Beer or wine.
2: Uh Tequila, no. Mm. Wine, <laughs> wine, fine, wine. I don't drink beer. I don't even drink wine, but whatever, wine.
0: Wine. Whiskey or gin?
2: Oh, whiskey. Hello.
0: Great. Meat or vegetarian?
2: Vegetarian.
0: Starter or dessert?
2: <laughs> Six desserts.
0: Music or games? Music. Culture or politics? Culture. And signature dish? Uh,
2: chocolate mousse.
0: Lovely, great answers. And I know what you mean, beer or wine. I'm a, I'm a neither beer nor wine person.
2: No, I drink liquor.
0: Yes, and whiskey, great shout. What I'm saying is after this, I'm coming over.
2: Please, I can't wait, please come. <laughs> and bring Mr. Parker. Well, we have two dogs who so might be scared of Oh him. yeah, that might be
0: an absolute nightmare. Bloodbath. Yeah. It'd be like Camden. <laughs> right. So we now go through the three that I've chosen. You may agree. You may wonder where i earth ever came from. Here we go. For alive, I went with uh, Carol Burnett.
2: Oh yes, I did like. I do like her, and I have talked about her. And yes, 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 yes. Great choice.
0: The other choice may be a bit of an odd one. And and I've got two last names here, so I'm not sure which to use. Is it, and I may say this wrong, uh, Jaya
2: Bachchan? Jaya Bachchan.
0: Jaya Bachchan, right, butchered that. Uh, Because uh, she's in the film which you considered to be one of the most perfect films? Silsila. Silsila, which she married the star of, and she's now uh, a politician. And so I did some research, and I just thought that somebody who would stick—I okay. thought would stick with you.
2: Yeah. So that's that's her husband, the guy. That, and so if I invited her to dinner, I'd poison her. <laughs> so then there would be a vacancy, and then I could step in. And also in that movie, she's his wife, but his mistress is Reka.
0: Oh. And
2: she was a dark actress, and she was still beautiful. That's why she was my idol, because I was always my <sighs> mother used to say, "You are so over dark and over tall." And so, um, and she was called Chandani, the mistress. And I was 11 and I was like, I'm going to name my daughter mistress. Um, name my daughter mistress. Name my daughter Chandani. I hope my daughter is someone's mistress. No, I didn't think that. I am going to name my daughter Chandani. So one of my daughters, her middle name is Chandani.
0: Oh, yeah. Lovely. I take
2: my movies very seriously.
0: Very seriously. hmm Which is even more praise for Jack Nicholson having made it. Okay. Big time. Dead you thought i'd go for Prince. i didn't i didn't i wish i had i went with um and i might have to explain it i went with a uh, pg woodhouse
2: oh i do like him
0: and you said about how your dad used to quote him a lot growing up and maybe he that's still why does. Into comedy that's lovely yeah. so
2: i do like pg woodhouse and i still think and and given that i have a crush on hugh Laurie, <laughs> i do massive crush anyway um yeah so uh, yeah no i'm a big fan of pg woodhouse i also think pg woodhouse's ear for writing comedy economy of words and the rhythm of words is just outstanding outstanding
0: i'm a bit of a novice with his uh because you're you a novice i'm just not really i need to yeah. have read more of his and i will do
2: and it's hard now because there's so much else to do with comedy Well, when i was growing up in the summer and there was either read india today magazine or pg woodhouse you're like <laughs>
0: PG Woodhouse. You know? yeah. so. and for fictional i went for with from with and line
2: oh my god you know that was the first english english movie outside of sound of music that i watched and no. um yeah and it's my it's my friend from ireland donald o'hagan donald if you're listening to this man i'm giving you a shout out he showed me that movie and i was like this might be the funniest shit i've seen in my life i've never seen anything like it in my life but it was so funny it was achingly funny to me Aching, like i remember my my chest my chest wall hurting with funny you know what i mean
0: yeah 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 and um, i love it yeah. still gets me now whenever people use the meme of the two of them stood in the rain <laughs> it's it's No matter the context, it's always hilarious, whether it's, we've left the EU by mistake.
2: I know, I know, it's so good. It's so good. And I think, I think it was a perfect movie to counterbalance the cool Britannia that I came to work in. Because I came here in 91 to study and then I left, I went to America, you know, big, that's a country of aspirations and aspirational. And then I came here to work in 97. And cool Britannia was everywhere and you know there was meg matthews and those two brothers the singers were they one has the funny eye oasis there you go <laughs> um those two fellows and you know uh, <laughs> one used to call the other one our kid and this and that and you know it's all cool britannia and <laughs> yeah that sequence it but then you had with and I <laughs> there's all these references pouring out of my head yeah um, and i had no i had no relationship to these things i just come here to work I'd come but with Naylor, I showed you the side of Britain or British or whatever that as a comic, I can connect to now and I could connect to then, even though I didn't know I was a comic yet. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 of
0: course. So you,
2: Yeah, it's that kind of slightly, you can't, you know, it's that, it's, it's that, it's the humor, it's the dark humor, the mm. dark humor, the sort of, nothing's working out for me, fuck it.
0: Yeah, you and and despite all the the other references you mentioned before, that is actually the stronger and more truthful Britain.
2: 100%. 100%. That is it. Yeah, and you were that in the 90s, you know. You had Tony Blair's government. uh, Mm. You had the massive thing from the finance, you know, when the Glass-Steagall in America. I'm not going to bore you to death uh, (laughs) with the Big Bang here and stuff. You did. There was a huge economic, you know, boom. And, but that, that thing that with Neil and I thing that's, I think, quintessential. Yeah. It's a good choice.
0: Oh, thank you. Great choice. N- no points, but great effort.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I would, by the way, I would love to come to dinner party with those three.
0: <laughs> okay. I'm afraid to say Sindhu, we have the toughest part of the podcast, uh, where you and I now have to pick one of your guests to come to the ultimate dinner party. Which you will also be at. It will be you, all the guests I've had on, and each of their choices. So now we have to whittle it down from Jack Nicholson, Prince, and SpongeBob.
2: Right. I would. Are you going to pick one, or do I? We'll pick, pick one together.
0: Or... We'll pick together. I think. Well, for two reasons. I I think Prince, and uh. it's a the way that you your connection with him. Also, I'll pause everybody at the dinner table where while you explain to him the Camden story.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Which I think you have a lot of respect for. I think that's a great. I think Prince is the kind of person everyone wants to be with him. But I don't think Prince wanted to be with everyone.
1: Prince Ah, was very private. Mm. So I
2: think Prince would show up at a party. He'd be super cool. Mm. But he wouldn't say much. He was very shy, he was very introverted. Right. And when when I have dinner parties, my rules are you must have if you're going to invite couples, fine. But every either one in a couple or each other person that you invite should have something to say both for themselves as well as for others. Because people who attend your dinner party should leave thinking, fuck my out was a great party. And that only happens when the people at the party are willing. It's like a box; what you put into it is what you get out of it. Right. And I think with Prince, my fear is that he's—he was such a genius. He was so, and he wasn't that extroverted. He might not say anything. He may just sit there and mm. be observed.
0: That—that's such that a good way of looking at it. For the good of the party, it, actually.
2: I don't know if it's him. I don't think it's him.
0: In that case, prove me wrong. And I assume the second choice.
2: Well. Well, yeah, it's a big company. It's very close between Sponge and um, Jack because Sponge is the perfect guest in that he has no filter. This is what most of us are like after 35 tequilas, you know. But he's like that anyway. (laughs) So he'd be there like, oh, you know, da-da-da, da-da-da. Or if Paul Chaudhry was there, he'd say, why is your mustache that curly? What's the message? You know what I mean? Like this kind of thing. Um, And so... I think that's great at a party because it's like explosive. You don't fucking know what he's going to say to who. But the person I would like to bring I would bring to your super party is Jack Nicholson for the following reason. He's gone to a lot of parties. He knows a good party. He knows a good party and I bet you this guy would have a reaction to things around him, would have a way with the ladies, would have a comment on the guys. He would bring so much what my mother used to call Jojo, but she meant Mojo. So I, say, <laughs> I have a big Jojo for this, and I would say Mojo, Mojo. I think he has big party Mojo. And he would wear a tux and he would be well dressed.
0: Flawless arguments. Ultimate party, Jack Nicholson.
2: Yay!
0: It's going to be a good night.
2: It's going to be a great night. I can't you can wait. still tell the print story. I, I mean, I've never told that story. Like, I've never said that to a person. <laughs> why would you? And now for some reason, I'm like, this podcast is a great place to tell this book to the world. (laughs) But I've done that on a few other podcasts, on Lou's podcast. I said things I had never said before. And I think a podcast, (laughs) I think it's a good, it's a good thing to be on a podcast and you think, oh, this is the space for which this story was waiting. (laughs)
0: Uh, Oh, Sidhu, thank you so much for coming on.
2: Anytime. Uh, and thank you for introducing me to Richard Parker, who is the world's most beautiful black one eyed cat.
0: As it's his birthday, I thought that was the perfect place to end the podcast. Thanks again for listening. Please remember to rate and subscribe and share on social media. I promise it does make such a difference. And I'll be back again next week with another episode. Bye.